Here we go. What's Hi up, guys. everybody? <laughs> You're supposed to say, what up, fam? What up, fam? <laughs> Hi, guys. It is Morgan. And Katie. And this is Blueberry Moment. Welcome back to episode two. <laughs> Katie and I are both sounding a little ratchet right now yeah. because we're a little sick. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little sick. Sickness all over the world right now. It's Christmas. It's cold. A few days and after. And the nose is two days after. Yeah. It, three days? Three days. The it's the 28th, Katie. Yeah, I, Did you skip a day? I you missed a day. I don't know what day I'm on, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a whirlwind of the past oh, five days. No, I can't. I can't pull myself away from my microphone because I'm holding it. <laughs> My laugh is going to be so bad. So, fair warning. Watch your eardrums this episode, everybody, because we, Morgan, is in Kansas recording. So, her microphone is on her chest. So, if you hear her heartbeat, you let us know. I did ask Katie. I was like, can you hear my heartbeat? I don't have a good setup. I don't have a nice table like I do in indie. So, I'm just like, we'll make it work. I'm sitting in my favorite chair. It does look like a nice um, chair. It, it's a chair, you know, you can like sit in it, cross your legs, mm. pillow in it, blanket. Nice, nice it's a good chair. reading chair. Oh, deep those, chair. Those are the best. So Got a nice back. When I was in <laughs> high school, one of my best friends, she was, um, she was actually from Australia and she moved to town our freshman year of high school and I got to know her. She had the best chair in her room. It was like one of those wicker circle chairs, you know, that you yes, like, like just a like popcorn huge. chair. Yes, but it wasn't like it wasn't the egg chair. Uh-huh. It was yeah, more of like a popcorn chair. It was just ginormous, and anytime I'd go to her house, I would just sleep in that chair. It was the like, best chair ever. I called dibs. Yes, yeah, I called dibs. She's like, you can sleep in the bed. I was like, nope, I'm good in the chair. The best chair. <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone. Show some love for everyone that listened to the first episode yes. of the podcast. So you had, like, over 30 listens. And honestly, I wasn't expecting that. No, me either. I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. Like, I don't I don't know. I mean, and so I was just blown away. Yeah. I kind of had my we got a lot expectations of low because we're just doing this for shits and giggles. So to get that many listens and support and love, you know, given back to us has been amazing so thank you thank you thank you all yeah and for coming back appreciate it hopefully hopefully yeah we get that many people back so i think we will i got good hope high hopes yeah and i am working really hard i'm trying to get this apple music pushed through i don't i need to call after the new year of like how we can it's telling me I need to like activate our account and I've oh, done everything yeah. I feel like to activate it. So I don't know what it is. We'll get um, there. Our iCloud, but yeah, we'll get there. Okay. So, all right. So let's introduce ourselves again. You want me to go first? You go first. All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. I'm Morgan. I'm Katie. I. <laughs> No, be quiet. <laughs> no, just wait. What did you want us to say? I'm going to be like, my name's Morgan. Go for it. OTA. Yeah. Not an OTA right now. Working behind a bar. I live in Indianapolis. I'm from Kansas. That is that the introduction? I think so. <laughs> All right, I'm going to slide it to you. 
I'm Katie. I'm an OTA. I'm a uh, um, certified lymphedema therapist, certified EQG technician. I'm from Southern Illinois, working in a real small rural hospital, just trucking away towards retirement. <laughs> Speed fast the next forty years. Yeah. All right. How Can was we your Christmas, yet? Morgan? Oh yeah, let's get into Christmas. Highs and lows of Christmas. It How was great. That? How was what? How highs and lows of Christmas. Uh, okay. Highs of Christmas. Um, everybody got together. Like on my, like we're not everybody, but like my dad's parents came up. My high of that is, I had a glass of whiskey with my eighty-seven-year-old papa and <laughs> my eighty-six-year-old nana. He drank it and. They drank Aww. it. They. I brought home some high quality whiskey that was recommended by um, one of my really good friends in Indy, and I got I got home and I was just like, I don't know if he's gonna want to drink this, but um, I said I've got something good I want you to try, and my nanny was like, You gonna pour me a glass? <laughs> Get it, Granny. And I was like, Hell yeah, <laughs> I got you. So uh, yeah, us three and my dad. So we all that was my high. Um, I mean, I never thought I'd be drinking good quality whiskey with my papa, but here we are, and we're doing it. Um, low. Oh gosh, I don't know if I've had a low. It just lack of sleep. I think that's what it is. (laughs) These babies in Kansas—they wake up so damn early. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm staying um at my parents tonight. We'll see. The Goldens, the Golden Retrievers might be ma- waking me up early, let them out, but I'll just go back to bed. Yeah. So, what about you, Katie? What was your highs and lows of Christmas? Ooh, definitely highs of Christmas was my daughter had a fantastic Christmas. Like, everything she got, she was super excited for. She was excited to open presents. Um, she really had, like, the best reaction. So, my parents got her this little food truck. And she freaked Aww. out. She like, she, like, pulled the cover off of it. And she just, like, put both her little hands to her face. It was like, <gasps> ah! just freaking out. She was so excited. That was definitely the highlight of Christmas. I um, love that. Paige gets so excited, oh too. Oh, my gosh. She, she is the most expressive almost two-year-old I've ever met. And she's just, like, her face, like, just says it all. So it's just, it's so fun. Um, low of Christmas is, if you can't tell, I got sick on Christmas Eve. Like, Merry we tried to record. Christmas to me. Yeah. yeah. We tried to record. And the day after Christmas. You, I had no voice. I'm not, I'm not saying you backed out, but, like, oh, you couldn't record. You sounded like shit. <laughs> I had no voice. This is the best my voice yeah. has sounded since Christmas Eve. So, definitely the low was. She'd been drinking that tea. Oh, yeah. Trying to get better. God. I'm so over it at this point. So. I love Christmas. I do, too. You can't, you know, sickness isn't going to get me down. It's not going to dampen my uh, holiday cheer. No, no. Don't be a Grinch. (laughs) Don't be a Grinch. Speaking of Christmas, like, question. Best patient you've, like, your best present you've ever gotten from a patient. Mm. what do you think they got got a good one i okay so 
again, working in a very small town, we get a lot of the same patients in and out, you know, whether it's in the hospital, outpatient, Mm -hmm. cardiac, I see a lot of the same people, which I hate to see them because that means something happened and they're coming to see me to get better. But I also love it because I get to see them again. So I've had a lot of really, really great presence from my patients. Um, Probably my favorite is kind of tied. I had two patients. Um, They both made me a blanket. Like one was a quilt. It's a Christmas quilt. And that then, one you've shown me. Yes, it's so cute. She yeah. quilted. This is she was a cardiac rehab patient, and she's really into quilting. And it was just the cutest little Christmas quilt. And then another patient, probably my second year working at the hospital, I had a patient crochet me a blanket. No, it was my first year because she gave it to me for, as a wedding present. She gave mm. it. She left the hospital a week before my wedding, and she came back the Monday after my wedding and dropped it off with a wedding card. It's like, that was so sweet. That like made me cry. That was like one of my first. That's awesome. Yeah. That was one of my first. But that is some. And I still have it. Small town. Yep. It's present shit. It's on my uh, blanket ladder. So I see it every day. So what about you, Morgan? (laughs) Well, I'll follow up on that. (laughs) I ain't got shit. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I... Girl, I'd be working with the <laughs> slum compared to yours. <laughs> People be breaking their brains and they be like, you know what, though? I think if I could think of anything like best present, best gift I've ever been get- given, I've had some awesome patients return to come and see me. That's, like, like, that's the best, though. Yeah. It really it, is. It's like they come in, like, even when they, because, you know when they leave rehab they're still not 100 mm-hmm. like they're still rehabbing they've got to go to their next step of get home get back in the community and especially i mean i never had anybody come back really after acute care not none there but rehab i had some solid patients come back and like they knew when i worked so and they came specifically because for me and other people, you know, and it was, I think that was always a good one. That's a, I don't, I've never gotten a crocheted freaking blanket, <laughs> but I've gotten a hug and they're not even like using an assistive device to walk. And that's, and very they remembered who I was. Yeah. So that's, the, I think the biggest thing is like knowing that you make an impact on somebody's life and they remember you is just like, probably one of my favorite parts about OT is like you don't realize how much of an impact you make on a person until like they come back and see you or you know like it's usually OT is a very thankless job which is not a bad thing but it's the people that come back and thank you personally and take time out of their day after they're done with therapy to come back and see us and update us and tell us thank you like mm-hmm. it it makes me cry every time but i cried everything so yeah yeah it's so and so i mean awesome that's the best part about like both of our settings that like we've recently i recently worked in that you work in now is like people leave and they get to go back like and like get back to their normal like daily stuff like yeah. their people are trying to get back to work people are trying to get back to like their home like making skills and like all of that oh. stuff so it's like it can be as simple as like, hey, I'm back at school or I'm back at work. 
like making pottery or making whatever they're doing mm-hmm. and they couldn't do that before yeah after their injury or whatever so those are those are some pretty good prezies oh for sure know? for sure people coming back crochet i want a crochet blanket i'll crochet a blanket. maybe i can make a patient crochet a blanket like during therapy session there you go you can do an arm blanket do the arm crochet the arm knitted ones you know the big what? chunky ones you've never heard of these what <laughs> so you don't need like you know crochet you normally have like real thin string but you can you've do, seen like... the blanket i've been working on since like 2019 <laughs> right This would be good Not for your that. patients. That, no. So this is like real big. I'll send you a picture of it. It's the big chunky okay. ones. You know, you use your arms to kind of. Uh, your arms are oh, the like chunky. Uh, oh. Oh, no. I've oh never seen God. that. You're going to have to send me that video <laughs> or a picture or whatever. <laughs> I'll send you something on Pinterest. Does everybody know? Everyone else know what chunky yarn is? Yeah. Please let us know. Is anybody who's listening to this, please tell me they understand what I'm saying right now. <laughs> Because it's a thing, and it's so good, like, for any population. It'd be good for coordination, gross motor, cognition, you know. That's a lot. It's so fun. That's awesome. That'd be a good one. But yeah. <laughs> so. I freaking love it. It's definitely looking. I'll send you something. Okay. So, is that your only setting you've ever worked in? Is in, like, neuro, brain specialty um no like especially like in acute care mm-hmm. i was all over like ortho floor and like a lot on the stroke a lot like, like of surgical icu so like trauma based and then like my least favorite floor and everybody knew it i hated going to the cancer floor like mm-hmm. we had an oncology on the eighth floor and it was a sad day when I had to go up there, but I would do it. Like, I wouldn't, like, back down, but, man, these poor patients, some of them, you know, like, we go in, therapy, we're all gung-ho and happy and, like, let's get out of bed. Let's go up and do this. And I've had some sick patients before, and they look at me, and I'm like, all right, you can say no. Like, <laughs> you want to refuse? Refuse. But then, like, somehow... I was like always the most productive on that floor because they they would be like, no, what what can we do? Like what what can I like? Let's see let's see how far I can get, you know? Or and I mean you know me I'm just over here like if if me leaving will make your day better I I leave today but I have to come we have to come back or like maybe right now is not a good time but can can I set a time later so you're prepared and ready? But um so i've worked all over like all over with that like multiple different conditions injuries but i'd say top favorite is definitely neuro specifically on the brain injury side um i love a good stroke patient too but it's just it's just that much different than like a a brain injury or like a trauma or anoxic bi so and i mean I think we should, like, maybe that's what we need to have an episode on later and yeah. get some, like, expert other experts. Because I have my certification as a brain injury specialist. But what I learned <laughs> very quickly and what humbled me was neuroscience. Mm-hmm. Like, I learned a lot. And I don't think, obviously, in 
the set like in our our facilities after we go into work like learning about the axons and like deep deep down and how our systems the dorsal medial column limbus goal <laughs> all of that like like to me i was like why is this important okay after learning it i know why it's important because it's important to understand how our systems work and why if we have a nerve lesion we can still feel the same side of our face but we have different things happening to the other side you know like i get that but um i just think that brain injury specifically like the brain is so freaking cool and so that's my favorite i think it's so like it's so fascinating like the brain in general it's it's so crazy it is so powerful but there's still so much we don't know about the brain like we know just like a freaking you know sesame seed worth of what the brain's capable of and that's so fascinating Mm -hmm. so it's so awesome that you have that love for neuro but yeah yeah, that's awesome. Take a, take a sip of your tea, but please. <laughs> no, please excuse for the love all the little of all things. <laughs> I'm gonna have you a couple gulp, coughs. Do you want me to gulp? If you everybody? gulp, <laughs> no. Does everybody need to know what I lived through? Oh my gosh, she's gulping <laughs> off. She's gulping off, Mike. She turned. It's spare everybody that gulp. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, so, God. Morgan, what would your little elevator pitch like when somebody asks you? I hate this question because we get it a lot, but you get a patient come in. They're like, well, what even is OT? Like, what do you do? What is your elevator pitch of OT? Well, I definitely think it depends on the person because the go-to is like everybody knows what PT is. So I use the analogy of like, all right, you have an OT and a PT Okay, so watching the patient. Just in case nobody like okay. medical is listening to this, PT, physical therapy, OT, Thank occupational you. therapy, continue. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for bringing that back. Just in case. You gotta, yeah. You gotta, you gotta stop us sometimes. Like, we gotta stop each other and be like, okay, does Re- would, like, reset. a person know what we're talking about? Because, right. yeah, I mean, there's someone from on the other side of the country listening to this podcast. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm like, do they even know what this is? I think it's cool. <laughs> Whatever. But so yeah, OT, occupational therapy, PT, physical therapy. So if those two therapists are watching a patient walk to the bathroom, the PT is going to watch them stand up, walk to the bathroom, walk out of the bathroom, and sit down. An OT is going to watch the patient stand up, walk to the bathroom. Can they transfer to the toilet? Is the toilet at the appropriate height? Does there need to be some equipment installed? Does there need to be grab bars, toilet riser, rails, etc.? All the things. Can the, now the OT is going to make sure that they can the patient can do the clothing management, and then they're going to make sure that they can complete the task and clean up from the task, and then get up from the toilet and do clothing management oh my gosh are they tired do they need a seated rest break can they do all of this walking do they need to bring their wheelchair in in like all the things and then they're gonna walk and watch out walk out of the bathroom so breaking it down to pt is gonna make sure where you can get to where you're going and back and then the ot is gonna make sure you can do everything functional in between that those things so very 
parallel to one another. Yeah. Very in conjunction, collaborative work. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, super, super different. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think mine's what's pretty your, similar to yours. Like, let's, what, let, like let's you hear just, the elevator speech, Katie. <laughs> let's go. Like you said, like, you know, PT's going to help you get where you need to go. OT's going to help mm-hmm. you do the functional things. So if I am in the hospital on the acute side, I get a patient. They're like, well, I had PT earlier. Why do I need OT? Well, OT's going to look at your upper body. We're going to look at your strength. We're going to look at your endurance. We're going to help you be as independent as possible with your bathing, your dressing, your toileting, all the things that you need to do in order to go home as independently as possible. That's what OT is focused on. Now, if I'm on the outpatient side, working on primarily hands, stroke, um, I get a couple kiddos every now and then. But if I'm doing more of the outpatient side and someone's like, well, why am I doing OT and not PT? Well, again, OT is a little more upper body. We're focused more on the fine motor, the grip, mm-hmm. the grasp, because those two things are different. We're looking at body mechanics. We're looking at, you know, what you need to do in order to go back to work. You know, we're more skilled on, especially in hand therapy, all the teeny tiny little muscles nerves tendons ligaments Mm -hmm. everything in the hand so yeah it's again like you said pt and ot are very you know similar they go hand in hand they're collaborative but very different lenses that we look through so it's kind of my little spiel yeah i think i could definitely like work on mine a little bit and like i think that's all what we'll learn too in school as well um but yeah i mean i just i think though too like we have the best freaking career oh because i think like i look at us ot's as like human engineers we literally can do anything we can go down any avenue and find a way how it fits into the ot frame of reference and OT, yeah. you know, just we can find a way to make it functional and make it purposeful. Because that's really what OT is, is yeah. how we can do things purposefully, you know, independently, functionally. Oh. And I think that, like, that's a good segue of, like, let's talk about school a little bit. Yeah. Here we are, mid-winter break. We're getting into another semester. And, you know, why we chose this program and why we chose to like move on from the assistant realm going to get our master's in OT and you know so what was like what's your biggest reasoning so I'm gonna kind of back up so like I want I wanted to get into Belmont and into this program because again working in a small town I want to be able to do more for my company, my hospital, my community. But even, like, going back to, like, getting into OT in general, like, I always knew I wanted to help people. I knew I didn't want to be a nurse because God love all the nurses out there. I could not be a nurse. Like, they have to know everything all the time. And it's just amazing what nurses can do. I really don't like needles, so I just could not be a nurse. Dude, same. Like, don't look at my piercings and don't look at yeah, my tats, yeah, but totally I freaking different. hate needles. Yes. 
So like Same. I knew I wanted to help people. So I mean, I went in well, okay. So I was in high school and I was looking for a career that was going to help people, something I could just like go to a JUCO, junior college, get my degree and get working. And we had a local community college that had an occupational therapy assistant program. It's like, oh, perfect. I'll do that. And then I got into it and fell in love, graduated from there in 2016, and then worked for a while. Gosh, I mean, I probably worked four years, four years as an OTA before I started really looking into like bridge programs. Because again, that's like, I got my toes in the water. I feel, I you know, I felt pretty confident in my abilities as an OTA. Then I felt the urge to do more and to help yeah. more people and to help, again, the biggest thing is my community I'm serving. I want to be able to do more for that community, and I love my company. So why not continue and get my master's, and I can just be more useful all over. So love yeah, it. found Belmont and lets me work full-time-ish for the most part and yeah. you know keep going keep getting my higher education so what made you decide ot morgan what was your did you have like i feel like everybody's like this happened in my life and this is why i chose to do this like i didn't really have that like did you ever have a moment like that because i didn't um, know what ot was until i like researched it yeah i mean i knew what ot was a little bit but i mean because my parents were our teachers but I literally thought OTs were only in schools. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, didn't even know they were that. in schools until I was in the program, like until I was in my OTA program. Mm -hmm. See, know. like my both my parents are teachers. They, you know, everyone's like, Morgan, you're going to be a teacher. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, my sister's a nurse. I was like, nope, don't want to do that. Um, but one of my sister's best friends, she's an OTA. She was an OTA school. And then after, like, I think, I mean, she wasn't out of the program yet, I feel like. But then that's when I kind of was talking to her about it. And I went and shadowed a bunch of OTs. And then I worked in a, a sniff, you know, and I was like, I was saw therapy and whatnot. And then followed an OT with um, some old people and then learned a lot that they are everywhere. They're in hospitals. They're and you know rehab centers they're at schools or there's people that are otas or ot's specifically that are you know doing ergonomics you know and like at companies of yeah. at coke industries where yeah. i'm in wichita kansas like there's people ot's there that you know make sure that you're ergonomically set up like with your computer and you know, little carpal tunnel pads, yeah. you put your hands on. I That's mean, what, like my company, OTs are everywhere. Yeah. My company, like they partner with Amron, like yeah. Illinois and Missouri, and they do ergonomic mm -hmm. consultations like on site for, you know, the receptor, or the um, like inside workers, the desk workers. Mm -hmm. Like there's a bunch of times I would go do that even. It's like, yeah, it's just crazy. Like I had no idea they were everywhere. Okay. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> No, but then, like, OTA, for sure, like, what you said is that, like, the short amount of school with most bang for your buck. Yeah. Like, my mom was like, you're going to be making how much? And you have to go to school for how little? What? 
you know and i'm like hell yeah like but i'm it is what it is and i'm like that is the benefit and you know yeah i hope to make i with our higher degree from you know assistant or associates to masters and stuff like we should be making some more money for sure but we're gonna be doing the same damn thing for sure i mean <laughs> with we're gonna have more autonomy we're gonna have more you know say and structure of like our own structure like we don't have to follow someone else's plan of care mm. but i mean i think it's worth it for how much longer we're gonna work yeah. and what we already probably do as codas so and that's where like i really never i don't know if it was like an aha moment because finding ota was easy and fun and i had a good time got to stay in my hometown i really wanted to leave and i think that's why like even though like i did my field work in wichita i got a job out of one of my field work facilities like they were like please don't leave and i was like bet i'm staying like give me a job and then covid I think pretty much is like the the real push that I was like, then I like work on a COVID unit. I really miss trauma. I never saw myself getting trauma back like after COVID. And so I just was like, all right, where do I need to go? And that's where I just shoot for the stars and knew what the best was of what I knew. And that, that was the rehab facility up in Nebraska. And so that's where I just went for it. And that totally changed my world because I implemented new things at that hospital. I started a new like job like that. What I was doing HBIC was not staff. just. Yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> it was kind of crazy. But honestly, like I freaking live for that. And I don't I don't live to work. But that job was so much fun mm -hmm. because I got to do in the moment training with patients and with nurses it was a very collaborative approach i love people i love teaching people working with people um so i got a really cool opportunity to be at such a well-known rehab facility and then it sucked because like leaving was really hard but there's there's something more that i need to do and I don't know. I just felt like I couldn't do it as an OTA. And then also it was kind of a weird limbo. Like I had been there for almost two years and I was making so much change and so much progress, but then it kind of like freaked me out because I'm like, Jesus, it's been two years almost like, I'm, what am I doing? Like, but then like, can I think about doing what I was doing like for the next five, 10 years? And it scared me to say no. And there were so many people that was like, I was like, well, I just want to, I want to do more. I want to do, and I would like say a couple of examples and they're like, well, why can't you do that now and not have to go back to school? And I was like, you know, I just think it's going to be too much griping and too much fighting where I feel like if I could go. And once I learned about the bridge programs, cause I was like, I don't want to go back to school full time. Mm -hmm. And once I started learning about the bridge programs and where they were at, and what adventure that could bring. And I think it's just maybe. Is it is it our age people? And what. I don't even know what I am. My, I think I'm a millennial. I'm, or, I have no idea. I, don't think I, I think there's a huge I'm not Gen Z. No, I, definitely I don't know Gen what this Z. shit is. 
I feel like yeah. we're millennials. Yeah. And so that's where they're kind of known to move all over and like not stay at a job for a long time and whatnot. And so I never I, thought I'd be like that. I disagree. Katie, you're like, please raise your hand if you feel personally victimized by Morgan's description. Ding. Of what a millennial is. Ding. I didn't think I'd ever be like that. Yeah. But I'm over here like, all right, where can I go next? Mm-hmm. You know? You're just a and, free spirit. You're always looking for oh adventure. I feel like recently, yeah, I have been. And I mean, like, why not? Why why not go to school in Nashville and, you know, do all this stuff? And why not sign up to go to the medical mission trip during school? Why not go? I mean, like, and that's where, like, I am so excited for this semester because we get to pick. Like, we start doing our level two field work stuff. And I'm like, level Ooh. one field work. We're doing level one this semester. Uh, we do level one, but we start yeah. talking about level twos. Yeah. And that is picking where we want to do. We have to do two three-month rotations. So we get to work for six months and free. pay to work. <laughs> no, yeah. it's not free. We, well, it is, we're it's, free labor. But we pay yeah. well, tuition. Yeah, that is true. It sucks. <laughs> so... That I'm going off blueberry moment, I feel like, <laughs> on this podcast. whole thing. I, yeah, well, <laughs> welcome to this podcast because it's just, I, it's passion, everybody. Yes. It's passion. I think that's the biggest and I, thing. It's just- and that's where, like, a lot of people ask me, they're like, well, could you see yourself going back to Nebraska and, like, work at the same rehab facility? And I'm like, I'd be stupid to say no. Oh, like, yeah. because that's where I'm like, hell yeah, I go back. Like, those people were awesome. The patients were awesome. The facility was awesome. I mean, I've never worked for a facility that cared and loved about, like, the coworkers as much as they did. Now, I know not everybody felt that way, mm-hmm. which sucks, you know, and I'm You're like, always gonna have that, and I hope to disagree. Yeah. And I hope to be a part of that change right. and to, you know, because there are things, even though they're good, that doesn't mean they're great. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I want to be a part of the change. So, that's where I feel like to be a part of the change, that's why I needed to move on. Yeah. That's why I need to get this degree. That's why I need to learn what I'm going to learn and meet the people I'm going to meet. Because not only, like, our classmates, but, like, our professors and who they introduce, introduce us to, mm-hmm. I think that is just, like, huge. Just the networking and, opportunity alone, like... I feel like that's what mm-hmm. a lot of therapy is, is just, like, people knowing people in different settings and different avenues. Like, that's a – like, the therapy world is actually pretty yeah. small because everybody knows everybody. And yep. I think it's crazy for, again, like, the program at Belmont because now we literally know OTs across the U.S. Like, that's yeah. insane. Literally from New York to California. And I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Like, it's just such a cool feeling to, especially, like, going to, like, the AOTA conference, the annual conference, like, having so many OT practitioners in one spot mm-hmm. is just almost, like, overwhelming. It's just so amazing. Like, that's your people. And to have that many yeah. people, like, around you is just so cool. I don't know. Yeah. And honestly, you know, like the reflection we had to do for one of our classes and we talk about how the semester went and, you know, like, I think being a student again, oh, it, it, it just, di- <laughs> I know, I think that we're going to have different views on this, yeah. <laughs> but what, let's hear, let's hear mine really quick. Yeah. Cause I just like, I don't, 
I don't think it's that bad. Like it, I think, you know, obviously we're doing things very different. I am not having to have that whole work time caseload right now. And like, I'm able to do school, have an out of hospital job. And like, you know, I think the balance is there and it's been hard to find, but I think for the most part, and I did already reach out to somebody about like a, a job at a hospital in Indianapolis. I said I would get through the first semester, get through Christmas, the holidays and whatever. And I saw so I'd already texted this lady um, that someone stuck their head out and their neck out for me. And they're like, hey, this person's, you know, talk to her and she can maybe hook you up with something. So it might be in the works. Morgan Ooh. might be getting a second job. Morgan might Third be job, I guess. Back I count into the game. School. Yeah. School. Back at it again. So also, so, when did you graduate your OTA program? Um, in December of 2018. Okay. So I've been working since 2019. Gotcha. And what about you? You're a little bit before me. Yeah. So I graduated in December of 16, started working, um, February of 17. So I think that's been the hardest part for me is just like learning how to be a student again, because like Mm -hmm. I've been out of it. Like I've been practicing for seven years now like it'll be seven years in never you didn't take any like like, college courses through that time at all I did okay so but not like full-time no I would take like maybe two or three courses at a time Mm -hmm. um just like part-time I would take a couple semesters full-time so but I never finished my bachelor's degree because by the time I was Same. I was in the works a couple of years ago before I got into Belmont, I was working towards my bachelor's of health administration, health services, and I was doing that. It was before COVID, I guess. I think yeah, I think it was before COVID. So, <laughs> like even thinking back then, only taking like twelve credit hours and going to work full time, I was like, this is too much. So I just put it on pause. Mm-hmm. Well, then yeah. I got into Belmont, you know, last year or whatever, and still working full time. And I think the biggest thing has been having a child, having a toddler, working full time. That brings a little bit more into <laughs> it's it. a lot. So, like, this year alone, um, we sold our house back in April. And I got my lymphedema certification in April. Mm-hmm. We had our daughter's first birthday in February and then April came and then started grad school in August and it's just been it's been crazy like it's just the work-life school balance has been the hardest part it's doable Mm -hmm. for sure but it has to be very organized very structured very laid out and again just like having to relearn how I learn best like that took me probably the first two or three weeks of the semester alone was just figuring out what I need to do to set myself up for success so I mean I figured it out and it was fine but I think that's been gotta have those gotta have those nice gel pins oh for sure let's see the sharpie (laughs) what are they sharpie gel ink Ink. yes or something like sharpie if you want to sponsor us 
if you ever hear this we adore your pins i like the white ones personally morgan likes and i like the black ones you have yep. the multi ones don't you i have the multicolor, yeah, yeah but they're black i don't i mean yeah so sharpie i'm just gonna keep saying sharpie, sharpie Maybe pins hear this if you want to sharpie send us some pins, pins or some something we'll gladly keep promoting you. <laughs> we need to put that on the to-do list like right now we just free name dropping but we can get some ads going oh my god we can figure it out no that's being a student again i would say overall yeah it sucks but i think it's it's so much fun when it's the best it sucks because it's it's work and it's hard and it's life but like we are learning fun stuff that's something like my husband always says too he's like i know you love what you're learning and you're so happy and excited to learn these things. It's just the sheer mm-hmm. amount you have to learn is overwhelming. And so much. That is literally a perfect like analogy or however you want to say it about grad school. Like mm-hmm. again, I think being an OT, every OT I've come across has that passion, has that love for it. And it's just like, uh, I keep saying overwhelming, but it really is like for me at least like, we all have that drive and that love for this career and it's always so fun to learn something new but it's just a lot it's just a lot like we're having to learn right now but in the best way possible it is a lot and you know what though we signed up for this shit because our our teachers know it's a lot true they do Mm -hmm. but they're like you signed up for this you signed up for accelerated program Mm -hmm. you signed up for the bridge (laughs) so yeah maybe we should talk about did we talk about the bridge last episode like what a bridge program is well let's recap okay let's recap it get it so a bridge program takes you from your associate degree in usually applied science so your associates in ot and it bridges the gap from but, 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 don't forget about don't forget about our ptas in our, our class PT- yes 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 we have to ptas also <laughs> can do shout out OT. to our ptas yes, we have some fantastic ptas in our class mm-hmm. like so so great like it's it's amazing to watch them go from you know their background their knowledge and then completely change that lens and see that change happen and just like that aha moment for them Mm -hmm. into ot like that's been so amazing so yeah so it bridges your associate degree to your master's degree and just bridges over your bachelor's that's really all it is Mm -hmm. And most of the time it's accelerated because it's made for, well, I guess Belmont. I can't speak to all of them, but Mm -hmm. Belmont is made for working professionals. So, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really care to look up at any other bridge programs. I don't know why I heard about a couple, um, a couple, I knew a couple people that did the one in Louisiana, Mm -hmm. but, um, that was really far. I felt like from where I was at, but, and also Nashville super fun who wants to go to who wants to go to louisiana well let's go to tennessee true i looked at a couple different ones there's actually a lot of bridge programs that require you to have your bachelor's but belmont doesn't so i looked at belmont i looked at bay path university on the east coast it's on the east coast i think in michigan there was one in did i say michigan For anybody that just missed out on my facial expression. Like, I hate geography. I really do. 
I really do, but I look at a map a lot because I drive a lot. I fly a lot. So Bay Path is in Massachusetts. Like Michigan. (laughs) All right, bitch. Let's figure your life out. I don't remember. It's on the East Coast. (laughs) (laughs) The other one I was looking at was in Michigan. All right. Your redemption. You redeem yourself. Blueberry. Oh my god. (laughs) I think if you didn't have that face, I would not have caught that. I I I was listening to you keep talking, but I just was trying to really figure out I'm like, damn, am I really that bad where I didn't know Michigan was on the East Coast? Well, cause it ain't. Sure not. Sure as hell ain't. Oh my gosh. So you looked around yeah, though, looked, like at other bridge programs. Those three and there's one in Florida and one in Texas that like I looked at. Oh like, yeah. Kinda in depth, but Belmont. I is, looked like, at the Florida one. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I've known quite a few people to go to the Florida bridge program. Um, I don't know. I just always wanted to, I was always pulled but towards But God Belmont. bless that we both got into Belmont. <laughs> Otherwise, For we would have never met each other. For real. For real, my <laughs> So, I guess, do we want to talk about, like, what we had to have to even, like, apply or, like, to get in? To Belmont. I don't. I honestly don't know why they accepted me. <laughs> because you're amazing, Morgan. That's why. <laughs> I don't like to talk oh about myself. My and that was a All lot right. of it too. That was a lot of like. So you had to write an essay, and then you had to have. Is it two year? A year of experience in the year of field. experience. If you're an, a PTA, you had to have like so many observation hours, and then. Mm-hmm. What else was there? You, you had, had, to had some three questions. reference letters. Oh, yeah. three. And I feel like those kind of. Those are big ones. Those made it. Yeah. yeah that was real. that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, and that yep. was just to like apply for the interview. And yeah. Then to even got, get. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get accepted to an interview day. They had two interview days. And then at the actual interview day, you had to do another in-person essay like typing it out mm-hmm. and then like you have like prompt. 20 minutes yeah to answer these prompts mm-hmm. you have to answer them all mm-hmm. and they they grammatically look at it they look at your flow mm-hmm. all the things man mm-hmm. i was fast typing oh god that I was, was fast like, typing like, that day i'm not a fast typer i'm like a mediocre typer like it just takes me a while when i'm having to like yeah. think and type at the same time so well, and then also, program. I was second round of interviews when you mm-hmm. were first. Yeah. And so program. I had the the cloud over my head where it's like there was 33 of us there on my interview day. And there was, there was less than 20 spots. That, that okay. It wasn't even half. So I've also applied to Belmont. This is my third time applying, and I finally got in. The first two times I applied, I did not do early admission. And they told us. So... The early admission is the early interview day. <clears throat> oh, cough break. So sorry. So I, I did the second interview day and <laughs> to fit my microphone. <laughs> She's <laughs> playing the bongos over there. <laughs> play for him. Come on, play for him. <laughs> I did the second <laughs> interview <laughs> day. <laughs> and I my remember nose is dripping. my first time going through they had eight spots left 
for the second like they told us that like after you did the face-to-face interview they brought you back in to like conclude the day they're like well we have eight spots left so look around and shine Yeah. yeah and then the second time i did it was during covid and there were 11 spots on i did the second interview that time and then I finally wised up and got all my shit together for early admission. And I got accepted into the first interview day this time. So I had free reign. I had 40 spots, you know, like it's, I don't know. I should have done that the first time around. But it is what it is. Everything works out the yeah. way it's supposed to. So. Yep. But yeah. And you shine. You got it. I, I did it. <laughs> Girl, you be hitting your mic tonight. I know. I keep hitting it. So <laughs> sorry, everyone. <laughs> it sounds cool. Um, yeah, I don't, it was such a blur that whole weekend doing all that stuff. And I mean, I don't know what other bridge programs call for. Um, I was at at the tail end of like my, some of my prereqs, like they're like, you have, they can't be so past so far many years mm -hmm. or whatever. And I was like, Ooh, well, Mm -hmm. and then, but I, I was all good. And so I didn't have to take any other classes and. But yeah, they had, they still, I heard that our interview process is a lot, it's pretty hard, Rigorous. you know, to get into and yeah. it's, I mean, it's pretty, yeah. This is a pretty well-known bridge program from what I've heard and what I've read. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's tough to get into. So that makes me like way more proud of myself and everybody oh, yeah. to like be in this position. It's like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like we deserve to be here Same. for sure. So yeah i don't know so i don't what is what are your what is your least and favorite thing about ot let's get into that uh okay hands down least favorite thing about ot i think we can say at the same time oh oh that's not what i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) well phlegm dude I know we do oral cares all the oh, time. God, I don't know I why that's the first care. thing that came to my <laughs> oh, oral care, brushing teeth, yes, flossing, mouth washing, feeding. I'm Ugh. I'm down for feeding. Like I Mm-mm. I can do a breakfast, lunch session. We can do an eating session. I'm fine with like like setup and like making sure they're okay. But like the people who are like certified and like have their specialty in feeding like yeah all the power to you like i could not i oh that's one thing that gets me real queasy <sighs> no Yuck. i find myself like when i'm helping my patients like brush their teeth or something and especially the ones that like can't orally like motor plan like the spit after mm. you brush your teeth Ugh. i like find myself <laughs> <sighs> I find myself, like, collecting my own spit, and I'm like, I will spit for you. It's always that urge, like, not even just, like, oral care, but, like, any time. Like, we want to do the things for them, and we cannot. Like, that is not functional. But, oh, it's the urge of, like, I'm doing it for my patient. Like, oh, God, God. it sucks so bad. So, yeah. Yeah. Not a a fan. Not a fan of phlegm. No. And... I hate spelling that word, too. I don't know. It just makes me bleh. So that's my least favorite thing. Let's start out. Let's go low. We'll get high. Okay. Here we go. Favorite thing about OT. I think it. it's literally just 
what it is. My okay, my favorite thing about OT is like and I think I stem like from it could be any setting. I think of rehab and I think of my cute like time spent and OT I've always seen a gain in something. And I think that's therapy. So it we have it's so vulnerable what we do with our patients and ultimately they're the ones that are really picking what we're working on. Yeah. Because if writing a check to pay a bill or do whatever is not important to them, we're not going to work on it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a it's a pretty well-round thing of like what's important to people and that's obviously like getting up, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be as simple as that. And so I think my favorite thing is just that of people choosing when they're able to choose for themselves and like what they want to work on and then those patients that in the beginning maybe they can't choose maybe they they can't talk they can't tell you what you want they want um but that's in the beginning and maybe towards the end like you skip all the hard work and at the end then they're able to tell us something tell us what they want how they feel that is awesome And that gain of just even as simple as that, like, okay, like, you weren't able to look at me or track when you first got here. And now, like, you can do that and more. So, I feel like that's pretty, like... That's the best part. Just seeing them progress and, like, just... Mm -hmm. I think it's hard a lot of times, too. I get a lot of patients that are like, I don't feel like I'm making progress. I don't feel like I'm getting any better. And it's so hard for them to see and understand, like, how yeah. far they've come because they're living it every day. They don't get to see it every day. But, like, when we get to see them, you know, for me, I'll, if it's outpatient, I'll see them three times a week. I'll see them twice a week, whatever, whenever they come to see me. And I mm-hmm. see a huge gain in what they're able to do. And, uh-huh. you know, we get to be their cheerleaders of, like, this is how far yes. you've come. Like, look at how good you're doing. Like, that reminder for them is so important. So important. It's, it's so, and that rapport so yes, yeah. that you build with them. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think of how, like, just, like, how fun people, like, we are. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know, like, my patient interactions are probably similar to yours just because yeah. we're that same vibe of, like, we are your cheerleader. Like, we're here to, like, cheer you on. And we're here to tell you, like, hey, you're not doing good enough. But then it's, like look how far you've came yeah like look like let's like look. let's keep going yeah let's keep perspective here yes mm-hmm. and so then that is like the best part too of being mm-hmm. like um when you came in your grip strength was 37 mm-hmm. and now 62 like whatever it may be you yeah. know even as simple as that like yeah. bring it down like numerical stuff but all right i you thought we were gonna have the same least favorite yeah. thing and i'm so excited what you thought we were oh, thinking God. you're not gonna be excited let's hear it my least favorite thing about ot let me clear my throat <clears throat> insurance requirements insurance restrictions insurance charges all things insurance sucks fuck it's, insurance oh god it's awful especially when it comes to really any setting but like again i'm primarily outpatient outpatient insurance approval fucking sucks where i'm at 
I can't tell you how many times I've had work comp deny somebody. I had a guy one time. He was a carpenter. He's working on a roof. Saw fell on his arm. Cut through eleven tendons in his arm. They like he went to the ER. Yummy. Got him reattached. Everything. And Ins- the work comp insurance adjuster gave us twelve, twelve visits. That's it. And then. Don't you just want to like titty twister them <laughs> or <laughs> throat punch them through the phone? So bad. <laughs> Judo chopping. What? Oh, and it gets me. We. I kid you not. This is a true story. One time in our rehab facility, we got denied for more visits because the adjuster didn't know what R-O-M stood for. Oh, no. Which stands for range of motion for yeah. those who aren't in the therapy world. But I, it's, this, this is probably my first year that I worked there. But this is person that was super involved, needed a lot of hands-on. They gave us 12 visits and denied the rest of the visits because they didn't know what R-O-M stood for. So insurance I, can suck a big fat one because they are awful. Okay, but now, like, do you, was that, whose fault was that? Like, or, like, no one's at fault. No one's at fault. Like, so we just, like, cover our butts and make sure we type out every single thing every single time. Yes. You, we, we learn abbreviations, like, in code of school. Do not abbreviate your shit. Medical terminology. Yeah. But still, whenever you're sending things to insurance, do not abbreviate. Like, those people, it should be. Because it's not medical professionals in insurance. It's random Joe Schmoes. It should should be a requirement. I feel like. And that's that's not how the world works, and I get it. But, like, it should be a freaking requirement. But these people know. Yeah. Like, they need to have, like, a background in OT or a background in some sort of Mm -hmm. therapy. Like, in a. I, I don't know. It's. That is not the first time. It's not the last time no, that that's gonna happen. No, definitely. But that, uh, you know that that is another least favorite part yes. about There's the so healthcare many. world. You and know? it's not even just like inpatient, outpatient. Like it's also skilled nursing. Medicare, yeah. has a lot of requirements, and it just it's really disheartening, especially when I was a new grad working to see my schedule for the day and to have a person who I know is bed bound. And I have to see them for 70 to 90 minutes a day because insurance is going to pay X Mm -hmm. amount. Like, the dictation of it. And, again, it gets into a lot of, like, in skilled nursing, I feel like it gets into a lot of, like, ethical dilemmas, reimbursement, yada, yada, Mm -hmm. all the legalities. But at the same time, it's still there. There's still a lot of restrictions and requirements that insurance puts on therapy and it's really annoying. <laughs> like, I just want to see my patients for the time that is appropriate to see them and for the things that are appropriate to see them for. And it just doesn't work like that all the time. So that is my no. least favorite thing about OT a thousand times over. All right. Well, cap it off. What's your favorite thing? <laughs> to be honest, hear- on the lighter side, my favorite thing, I say this all the time, literally short, sweet to the point, the patients. I have met some incredible patients in my time. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Oh, my God. I, like, I, again, I'm in a small town. <clears throat> we do get a lot of people coming to our hospital because it's kind of like a middle ground between two major cities. 
So if one of the major cities is full, they come to us. So I do get to meet a lot of really cool people. Being an outpatient, I meet a lot of really cool people. And just like my favorite thing is building that rapport with my patients, getting to know why they're here, what they want to do, what their goals are for themselves, and just work towards that. Like that is by far the best part of therapy is just making people's lives better like short sweet to the point <laughs> like, well said yeah well said yeah golf clap <laughs> i like that snaps for katie snaps, snaps for katie <laughs> all right though but hear me out some of the best things about acute care is you go see that patient one time and you never see him again yeah <sighs> yeah i've had a lot of patients that i don't that's see the bitch anymore. in me though that's true <laughs> You get good and bad patients. That's just life. I think that's another thing, too, for, like, people who are listening to this that are not in the therapy world, healthcare world, or that want to get into the therapy world. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of really, really shitty people, but it's the good people that make up for every single shitty person. You get one really good diamond to make up for all the coal, and you just got to hold on to that. You just got to... And what stay positive what we know yeah positivity is key and what we know is that we are not meeting our patients on their best days for sure we are probably meeting them on their worst days of their lives yeah you know like we are not gonna be their favorite people ever for the first you know x amount of days can you imagine (laughs) that man that got his arm basically sawed off and he got it fixed it probably he probably didn't have to stay in the hospital too long no he was so we saw him for outpatient and he was coming to me for outpatient for over two years yeah and he's still one of my favorite isn't that crazy though that he probably like in the beginning he probably was like fuck you katie he was the so, shit you had to put him through oh my god i was his least or favorite tendon. person like yeah. he came to me with a big old wreck it ralph hand and could not okay re- re- explain it so like probably stuck super in, swollen contracted so swollen. he was let me think i'm trying to, it was his right hand it was his dominant hand worst no, I take that back. It was his left hand. It was a couple of years ago. So bear with me. It's it late. His, it was his left hour. hand. And he, his hand was at least two and a half the normal size. It was so swollen. He had the gnarliest mm-hmm. scar coming up like the front or for my therapy people, the volar side of his wrist into like right at the wrist crease. It was awful. It was a big old like S basically. And he was stuck in what we call claw formation. So his fingers were bent, not in a fist, but kind of like a half fist. And his thumb was bent in a little bit, like halfway. And he was not stuck functional. like that. Not functional at all. Could not, no. whenever we first met him for the first, like, probably three months, he could not hardly move his fingers at all. He was strictly edema, working on the swelling, um, working on scar pliability, and very 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 gentle flexion like bending the fingers in Mm -hmm. and that was it because they had to reattach 11 tendons 11 muscles 11 everything right in the wrist like it was that's crazy it was probably 
not the craziest I've ever seen, but mm-hmm. it was it was a lot. And by the time he left me, he was able to like open his hand to like wrap around like a can or like a coffee mug. He could move his fingers like the worst part is his nerves never came back. Like those were completely severed. <clears throat> But but what was, we know about nerves they, is they are most likely to regenerate, yeah. but they are the longest to recover because yeah. it is like a millimeter a day. Yeah, it is so, so slow going. So, yeah, he was able to like open up his like screen door in his house. Like he came a really long way. Like he was with there me for a long time, but he was one of my favorite patients. Like he saw me through... My whole pregnancy, trying to get pregnant, being pregnant, oh. and then after I had my kid. Like, he was with me that long. Like, he still stops in to see me, and I love it. So, yeah. Wow. Crazy, crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> so, um, we kind of touched on it. Like, our goals for ourselves mm-hmm. in OT. Like, after we graduate this program, like, do you have anything that you hope to accomplish or plan to accomplish morgan you know i feel like we were just talking about that i was talking about this with my mom the other day and i always i made a joke because i was like yeah you know my classmates are talking about all these goals where they want to go work or what they want to do and then they're like they got to me and they're like so what's your goals after grad school and i'm like i want to get a range rover (laughs) But it's changed. How many Range Rovers have we seen on the side of the road in Nashville, Morgan? Leave me alone. <laughs> Everyone's trying to talk me out of getting a Range Rover. I did. Someone was like, let's look up some other cars. I don't know. We want something better than a Honda. Oh, yeah. Let's just get get that through our head You deserve here. something better than a Honda. I do. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I saw this. You know, we, we write down some things that we want to talk about. And I saw this, like, our plans for the career or our plans for our careers later and um i still am on an email list with one of the girls that work for like a travel company and i don't know why that's just been looking pretty mighty time little nice i I don't know money i know i I feel like i feel like you would love that you know a lot of who i feel like you would love that i i know (laughs) i think i I think I will too. And, you know, especially with like where I'm at right now and like not knowing where I want to go. Like, I definitely, don't get me wrong, I want to settle down. I want to have a family. Like, I can't wait to be a mom someday. But I think while I have the time and like not the commitment where I have to settle down because of a kid and what and family and whatnot, I mean, that's. A potential career path I could see myself going on and maybe doing some traveling and stuff and then figuring out because I loved working in rehab but I also really love working in acute care and I miss acute care um you know so I think that's kind of where my head's at right now in this moment but it could change I don't know Katie uh I, mean, I think I know. You could probably but. say my entire plan because I talk about yes. it a lot because I have to keep my goals in the forefront. I really have to like for You've my got good sanity, goals, I think. Like I have to have those like 
on my mind all the time because if I'm not yeah. working for anything, what's the fucking point? It's your vision board, man. I know. I I love a good vision, vision board. Vision board it up. So mm-hmm. my goal after grad school, um, my husband and I want to build our house on my parents' farm. Mm-hmm. Um, I We definitely want to have more kids. That's for sure. Because Paigey is amazing and you know she's Paigey's gonna be the best big sister oh my gosh she got a baby doll for christmas and she literally brings the baby doll to me she said change baby diaper change Uh baby baby dirty like she is gonna be the best big sister one day yeah um that's like my future like personal goals and work wise i definitely already have goals for myself like after the program I want to go get my certified hand therapy, hand therapist license. The only downside is I have to work three years with my master's before I can sit for that that um, test. And Longevity, though. Yes. like You got it. Yeah. I plan to stay in my company for a good while because, again, like you'll hear me talk about it a lot. I love where I work. I love who I work with. I love the community I work in. And... I don't know. I just like it's it fits for now, at least, you know, if it starts to not fit my life or my schedule or my wants. Yeah, maybe think about doing something else. But I love the variety I see at my job now. And yeah, I'm just going to keep trucking, keep doing what I'm doing. I think maybe one day, like down the road, like I would love to be like an adjunct professor at my assistant program. Like I see you being a teacher. I would do that. Yes. I'd be down. Yeah. Give so. me some clinical conditions. Yeah. I want to be the pathology and physiology teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be the teacher, like, I think because, like, this is my favorite part in my OTA program. Like, I want to be the one teaching them, like, how to transfer people, how to, like, you know, just, like, bringing all the dots together. Like, doing You're, the treatment be planning, doing all of it. Like, that'd be a safe so patient handling. Yeah like champ wow that's what i did yeah i know you literally wrote the handbook (laughs) i i assisted with it if i'm ever an adjunct professor i'm gonna bring you in to talk to my class i'm down beware Uh, we can do some transfers (laughs) i was literally just talking to someone about that the other day i don't know what it was about blueberry moment there (laughs) no we're not going to talk about it because because we get how, how's our time we are well over an hour we're an hour and 10 oh. minutes <laughs> Damn. we're killing it all of our all of our uh. classmates and our friends that listen to this they're like that was like the best like thing to like walk to you guys gonna you be guys walking gonna a little be, bit longer yeah. this time yeah you guys are gonna we have be some good shit a, to talk about yeah but, but i could see myself like maybe later on like as my kids get older hopefully do like an adjunct teaching or something i don't yeah. know we'll see I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, at, now that I know how long we've been in, I, I feel like I'm like, we got to cut this. Yeah. We <laughs> but, also need to figure out what we're going to do for next episode. So anybody listening, if you have any suggestions or things you want to hear, um, send us a DM. Send us an email. Yeah. Let us know. Text us if you know us. Like, we need some ideas. We need some input. Yep. So, so you, how you can yeah. get a hold of us is 
definitely texting us if you know us personally we got some awesome texts yes we did. from our first episode so thank, thank you guys thank shout you. out we love you yeah. all for listening we couldn't do um, without you guys yeah but so text us if you know us instagram blueberry moments podcast uh, mm-hmm. is our instagram handle and then our gmail is blueberry moments podcast at gmail.com email us dm us text us i mean honestly call call me yeah i love a a good phone call yeah yeah if you call me Um, i might not answer but leave me voicemail it's because it's because she doing mom stuff Um, and honestly man i'm momming it up right now in kansas like auntie momo (laughs) auntie momo is in full swing so Paige saw a picture that like like the random ones that pop up on your phones you know and yeah she's like oh auntie morgie Mogi, Mogi, Mogi. Miss her. We'll have to FaceTime this week. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, it'll give us a good chance to talk about what we're going to talk about next week. We've got some pretty good um, ideas of people we may want to interview. So maybe we'll start talking about that and maybe we'll get a guest on. We'll get our first interview Um, next week or next, next episode. If anything, Katie and I pray for us. We are going to be buying our books for this next semester Ooh. here soon. And we hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas and yes. a happy new year. Be safe, be merry, be happy. Yeah. Live it up. Hug your loved one. Eat some cookies. Mm. Yeah. And be safe. Okay. Yeah. So stay tuned for episode three coming at some point in the future. Hopefully <laughs> no one gets more sick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for uh, hanging in there with all, all the yes. coughs and the sniffles. <laughs> but all right. all right, till next time guys. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.